witches, <laughs> basically. What is up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. I'm Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And we're your basic witches. Happy full corn moon. Yes. If you're listening to this on the day that this dropped, it's full moon tonight. So make sure you're honoring yourself and celebrating your ass. And that's pretty coincidental <laughs> that this is coming out on a full moon. Exactly, because our guest today is Shaheen Miro, pro-witch, intuitive reader, energy alchemist, visual artist, and author of Lunar Alchemy, which we talk all about. And we can love him. Yeah, it was a blast, you guys. Super, super fun episode. And I know that there's going to be symbols and signs in mm-hmm. it for you. Um, so enjoy this episode. As always, we we would love to put ourselves out there and ask for a friendly iTunes review from you. Um, You add magic to these witches when you do that, and we really appreciate it. Hell yes. We love you all so much. Enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. It's one of my, um, definitely one of my favorite witches. Oh, right. Yes. Everyone loves Lana. Mm -hmm. I always talk about my favorite musicians as if we're all in a coven together, (laughs) so... And she's one of them. Who else do you have? Um, Lana, Stevie Nicks, obviously, mm-hmm. is yeah, my obviously. coven. Uh, Erica Badu. Stevie Nicks yes. and Erica Badu are probably the high priestesses of my coven. Oh, um, fuck yeah. Florence mm-hmm. and the machine, I guess. But really just Florence. <laughs> I don't know about the machine. The machine can um, come. <laughs> yeah, if they want to come, they can. Dolly's definitely in my coven. Yes. Um, Lauren Hill, Billy yeah. Holiday, even though that's in spirit. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to join this coven. Well, yeah, you can be in it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I want to come dance in this coven. It'd be good dancing. That's really like all I care about. <laughs> Get that disco ball going and like let us honor ourselves. Yes. yes. Yeah. Dancing is so, so, so important. It is important. So my best friend and I used to joke in college that we thought that the world was going to end, but not in a bad way. It was going to end with what we call the never-ending disco. And it would start when Lady Gaga, Stevie Nicks, and I think it was Adele at the time, like when they all like joined forces and that was going to be the, and it might still happen. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's when we'll know. So yeah. they, they join forces and then like it opens up a chasm like in the universe yeah. where yeah. it's like too powerful of, of women coming together. It's like the universe can't it's handle too it. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and then we enter, we enter the good twilight zone because we're in the bad twilight zone right now. Oh, tell us <laughs> more. I mean, I feel it, but mm-hmm. describe just, it, please. I just feel, I talk about this all the time, like how I feel like we are in a really bad episode of the fucking Twilight Zone mm-hmm. and everything's backwards, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Do I do the right song? <laughs> everything is just like backwards and upside down and yeah. crazy. And you know, really like what we're in right now, and I've been talking about this for a couple of years, is like we are in this time of collective shadow work mm. and... It, I just think things feel so crazy because they're coming undone and maybe they have to happen that way, but it, mm. it's, it's just a really wild. So I keep saying like, I want to wake up from this episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Mm. Wake up in the next season. Let's get a rewrite. Yeah. Different writers. Yeah, something better. <laughs> yes. God. Okay, but Leah, don't be too harsh on the writers because they'll write you out. Okay, and like, don't kill me. You always have to be nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know, like, what happens if you get written out? Where do you go? It might be better. That's true. <laughs> so, like, okay. I'm not mad about it. That's like a Twilight Zone within a Twilight Zone. This is getting very Inception right now. <laughs> That's how my mind works. I love it. I love it. What are you drinking, by the way? Is that tea? Uh, it's just tea. I wish it was something more fun. <laughs> no, I it's love that. Tea. Do you do tea reading? I do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, um, that's actually one of the ways I started my path with, um, doing intuitive readings and divination. When I was a little kid, my father's from the Middle East. My father's from Syria. My mother is from America. And when I was a little kid, that was a pastime. You know, you would drink Turkish coffee and then for fun, you would look at what's left mm. in the bottom of the cup. 
So that's like a thing that's always been with me. And I really love that art. And even when I'm drinking regular tea, I always look to see like, is there any sediment in the bottom of there? What's my cup trying to tell me? Mm. Is something good? Yeah. Do you, so. do you like, I just now had a moment when I was walking home to come record this episode. I saw um, a Trader Joe's spray hand sanitizer bottle like laid on the ground, like, like littered. And I just had a vision of like a million of those bottles on the ground, like post-apocalyptic, like mm. boom. And then I get to, to my floor in my apartment building and there's a, a dead bee that's like gorgeous and huge, but it's dead. And I'm like another sign of the end of the world. Uh, like, you know what? Signs are everywhere. I was yes. going to ask, like, do you see signs just in the tea or everywhere? <laughs> Um, I see them everywhere actually, but you know, I, I always like to set an intention. So like if I'm like having a cup of tea and I like look and I see something, I'm like, Oh, my cup has like the devil on the bottom. Like that's interesting or something, you know, but to me, I don't really give that as much weight as if I sit down to set the intention to gather information. So one of the things I like to do, and I always encourage, um, you know, my clients and people that I'm working with to do this is take an actual, what I call an Oracle walk where you like set an intention for yourself, whether it's to get clarity Mm. about something or get an answer to a question, whatever it might be. But then as you're on that walk, you start gathering those clues. And Mm. the way that I interpret them is I think about what if I'm in a dream and this is a dream symbolism and how would I interpret this? Like how could I weave a story together? Because part that part of our mind, our intuitive self, or what I call our lunar self, it works through metaphor. That's why it's mm-hmm. so powerful for people. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that just because you didn't set that intention for your walk, I still would say, pay attention to those symbols. But now that you're aware of them, you start to look to see how they show up in other places. So I'll tell you mm-hmm. a story um, yes. that I had very similar to this. Um, in my deck, the um, Lunar Nomad Oracle, there's a card called the birds. And um, for some reason, I one day I was getting out of my car and I, the neighborhood I live in, you park on the street and there was a dead bird right outside of my car. And it had these really like interesting feathers. And I thought, weird. So I took a picture of it, which seems kind of morbid, but I'm like, which? I don't know. It's just... <laughs> It's right, seriously. It's it struck me. I'm like, there's something about this. So then I, I went inside. I was in my apartment, and this was the same day. And I think I was on the phone with my mom. I was on the phone with someone, and something caught my eye under my sofa. And I have like a, it's like an old like Duncan Fife style sofa. So it sits up like it has wooden legs on it uh-huh. and something like caught like a little glare of sunlight. And I'm like, what is that? So I get on the ground and I'm looking under there and it was the bird's card, like <gasps> from the deck. Like it had must've fallen out when I was doing a session. Whoa. So then after this, all right, I <sighs> was at, um, there's a little cafe that was by my apartment at that time. Um, and it was like a hookah bar slash like tea place. And it was open really late. And so I would go there and like write and stuff because I, I like to, I need like outside stuff mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on this couch and I sat all my stuff down and I thought, no, nope, the vibe's not right there. I'm going to move over to this couch. <laughs> Literally a few minutes later, a nest of birds <gasps> falls out of the ceiling no. and, and lands on the couch next to me. <laughs> it was crazy. What? Oh, like, oh, what is happening? So I don't know if the message was that birds are going to fall on my head (laughs) or if there was some other message. Yeah. Or the message was like, oh, go on. Well, I just, so I always just notice those things. Like I just, I stay Mm -hmm. really curious about it. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the message that you interpreted from that whole thing? So when I, at that time, what I felt like it was talking about, um, and I think I had written like a newsletter about this to my list. It was really about kind of getting a message out and like communicating things and not holding myself back. So, yeah. So you wrote a book. So I wrote a book. Yeah. (laughs) So that, and that's kind of how I think these things happen is that, you know, we're, we keep getting sent signs and symbols and messages. That's why I liken it to a dream. 
And then when you finally like catch that little like breadcrumb and you say, okay, what is this? Then you start to have even more clarity around it. You have to, you have to acknowledge it and you have to like, um, have awareness on it to be able to get that information. Yeah. Because if not, then it just becomes sort of nebulous, you know? And the thing that's so good about that process. And I, when I teach people about divination and, and working with oracles is when you start to just notice things in that way, you become much more, um, objective about it. So like, for example, when I start teaching people like to read tarot, for example, people will automatically look at the cards and try to like make it about them, which it isn't necessarily a bad thing, but a lot of times it becomes more about this is where I am. And this is like what I'm thinking about. And so I'm seeing it in the cards, Mm -hmm. which can be helpful, but sometimes people then start to create a narrative that isn't actually um, coming from an intuitive place. It's Mm. more from a projected place, I guess. Mm. Totally. Yeah. And so like, that's one of the reasons why I love tea leaf reading. Cause when you look in the cup, you might see, you know, a sword and you know, a horse and all these like random things. And Mm. then what I instruct people to do is create a story with it, but not about yourself, Mm. but just create some sort of narrative. Mm. And then you can start asking yourself, like, who is in this story? Is it me? Is it someone else? Which is what we do with dreams. I totally see your connection with this to seeing your everyday life like a dream. Because when you remember your dream in the morning, it's as if you didn't create it. It's just like a movie you watched. Mm -hmm. So you're more objective. You're like, you know, you can even be different characters. Mm. I love that. It gets you to be objective. And people, I think people can extract information there that they couldn't see before, which is one of the reasons why we, you know, go to other people mm-hmm. to have a reading. Like even someone like myself, like I have people that I love to go to who are like, you know, I consider them my colleagues or whatever. I don't know if the right word is. That's so formal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, but yeah. I still feel like having that outside perspective is such mm-hmm. a helpful thing because, you know, they can read between the lines in a way that you might not be able to do for yourself. But oh, if you approach really. it, yeah, if you approach it in that dream way, though, it can help you get a little bit more space. Outside, like, almost like outside perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did a tea read leaving leaving reading uh, tea leaf reading wow that's hard to say when you're high um <laughs> on the last new moon and I've like left it sitting in the cup since and I just like keep looking at it each day because I wasn't able to fully interpret it I think yeah. I maybe used too many leaves so it's like mm. I don't know not a full image what yes. does that well, mean? Well, is that like you have too many things going on? Mm. Yeah. So, you're trying too hard or something, putting too much in. Mm. So the way that I um, teach this is there are three, like three basic types of cups. So when you look at the leaves, if you have like a cup where all the leaves are amassed together, it means mm-hmm. that you're either fixated on something or... Um, maybe you're being sort of inflexible or it might mean that you have a lot going on and you were like not really there. So it's like almost a block. I would think of it as a wall in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's people who will have like things all throughout their cup. And some people really want to like look at all of those. And I'm like, yeah, there's like a little face that is like a centimeter, but what about this huge symbol over here? So that's someone who tends to be very scattered or they're scattered at that time where they have a lot of energy going in a lot of different places. Mm. And then, you know, what I think is more of a balanced type of cup is when there's just a few really well-formed symbols in the bottom of the cup that you can look at and you can understand. Um, but a big part of it is making sure you put the right amount. So like mm-hmm. literally putting a teaspoon and not like a, like really big helping, but just like a, a very minimal amount. A lot of people tend to do that. And then it's just like this black yep. mass in the bottom. <laughs> yep. Um, usually then I'm like, yeah, like your life has a lot of darkness, in it. <laughs> <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> but I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, 
one thing you can do that's really helpful though, if you feel stumped on what you're looking at is actually to put your phone into the black and white setting on your camera and look at it through that. And it actually creates distance between you and the, the image. And so I actually learned this. I, my bachelor's degree is in design. And so in design school, we like went through this whole process of like, I don't even know what the word is, but where you sort of like make something ambiguous so that you can see it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways to do that is looking with your phone. And if you put your phone in black and white, it creates more contrast. And so you Mm -hmm. tend to see things a little bit clearer. So I always tell people, take a picture. Yeah. Take a picture of it after, you know, after you've looked at it and before the leaves have dried out, because what will happen is they'll dry out and they'll move. Mm. So try that next time and see what happens. Awesome. I'm glad I said something. Yeah, I know. Now I'm like, I have to talk about that forever. Yes, please. (laughs) Well, so another thing that I love to suggest, especially if you're doing this at like the new moon or any moon cycle, if you're doing something where you're wanting to work magic and you're doing a divination along with it, look for really... um, like symbols that really stand out to you. And then you can use that to craft magic around. So like, for example, like in, like in my deck, the Lunar Nomad Oracle, there's a card called the heart and the heart shows bees that are surrounding it. So if I were to see Mm, bees outside, I would think, oh, okay, I'm going to go look at that card. And then what I would do is I would say, okay, well, how is this speaking to me? Can I use that bee as like a talisman or, you know, as some sort of ceremony Mm -hmm. that I could, like, I might want to work a honey jar or I might want to um, like work with a heart image because it led me to that. Mm. So I like to look for the action stuff. Yeah. Like I have a friend, I have a friend who's like obsessed with numbers and she gets number messages, which isn't really my thing. I probably because I don't like math. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, for example, if she keeps seeing like the number 12, then she will go and she will read page 12 on all the books <gasps> on her bookshelf. Cool. Just see like what they have to say. That's amazing. Right? And I'm like, that's such a great way to look for clues. Uh-huh. Like that's going to yes. open you up to something. Yes. So, inspired okay always so we have to circle back to your story of the birds because I was freaking out during that I was having parallels in my timeline to you Mm. and I was like I was like (laughs) wanting to ask if you have any intuitive feeling or message for me or any like because I was feeling really connected to you when you told that story well, let's just pull a card. Okay. Can we do that? We're going in. Let's do it. Yeah. And then I'll yeah, tell you the parallels. Yeah. So this is not the Lunar Nomad Oracle. This is my new deck that comes out in October, and it's called the Uncommon Tarot. Oh, shit. We got a preview. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You get a little preview. Oh, it's so pretty. The edges are like so I know. It's oh. in the cover i don't know if you can tell it oh it's not silver holographic i love yeah. it yeah love it. it's well, well the butterfly is a huge symbol for me and that was on the front so that was cool yes i butterflies are a big symbol for me too actually i had someone ask me like is this butterfly like just an arbitrary thing on here and i'm like well for me it's just a very like transformative symbol mm-hmm. and i'm an aquarius so i connected to air sign mm-hmm. um it's on the back too. If you can oh my gosh, beautiful. Mm, love yeah. it. So let's just see, like we're I'm gonna just pull three cards for you. Okay. And we'll just run through them real quick. <laughs> so this is really wild. Um <gasps> this is oh this upside down, but it is the um page of is it the page of swords? Yeah, page of swords. And if you And it has a fucking yellow butterfly. A yeah, yellow specifically. So, which yeah, is my so specific one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, and what I always say is I turned it right side up, but when a card is reversed, I think of it as being um, the energy is not moving or it's not being expressed. So a lot of times I will turn it right side up so that the energy can then move. Oh, so what I would you. say for you, yeah. So what I would say for you is there's something you're not taking action on or you're holding back in some way. And what I really feel very strongly mm. about this card 
is that in some way, it's something that you feel a little bit um, vulnerable about, or maybe even a little bit defensive about. Yes. So this, I think, is you really needing to um, kind of gather your energy, your strength, your perspective, and just move forward. Now, the other thing I'm looking at is seven of wands. And this card is, if you look here, she's standing on this um, sort of ledge and these wands are coming at her from the bottom. Go and ahead, she, is, she is a beautiful, what is she, a cheetah? Jaguar? Yes. She's like a cheetah. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I love, like, I love cats and feline energy. And, you know, the thing about this card is that she is like being attacked from these sort of invisible or unseen um, assailants, I guess you could say. And so a lot of times when this shows up, it can mean that you're being a little bit defensive or on edge. But you know what I'm feeling about it is this is, this is twofold. I think this is talking about your personal life and maybe you're going through some sort of a, um, almost like a spiritual transition, awakening, Mm -hmm. awareness. And so it's a really strong need to protect your energy, to protect yourself. But I also feel and I think this gets into this next card, there is somebody in your life, I don't know if it's his friend, family, but I think it's probably more romantic because uh, this is the lovers yes. that you're feeling oh unsure God. about. And there's also some butterflies here as well. Well, so, yeah. spot on. <laughs> tell me, tell okay. me everything. So I'll just talk, speak to the card reading first. So the first card... Um, with the yellow butterfly that's my symbol with my uncle who passed away in 2014 um he ended his life he was my fun uncle we've always connected we're really similar like we're both play piano comedians make make little videos all of it um and like he was bipolar and life was extremely hard for him and um I've always understood from the minute I got the news like I just understood it and I just yeah, he came to me in a dream really shortly after that and was surrounded with butterflies, yellow butterflies. Wow. So, like, that's always my symbol with him. And then that, what the card was referring to was my program, Learn to Fly, which is Learn to Fucking Love Yourself. Um, it's like a yeah. virtual course that, that teaches people to love themselves. And I dedicated it to my uncle because it came out co- coincidentally, um, air quotes, <laughs> air quotes, big yeah. time <laughs> that what it came out on the day of his the anniversary of his passing. And it hit oh, me wow. the day before, like, holy shit, that's why this course was so easy to write because I know what I need to teach people. It's what he didn't get to. And it, yeah. he, he jumped, like he mm. took his life by jumping and this course is fucking called learn to fly. Wow. Like, and the butterfly. Mm. I mean, it just, whew, I actually had to stop yoga. I was crying. I was like crying in such a moving way, like just yeah. thinking about him. Um, so anyways, what I've been holding back on and being defensive is I haven't promoted it at all. Like I just announced it and left it. And mm. I'm like, on the one hand, I feel like I don't need to promote it because there's already people in it and it's helping them. So I know that it will yeah. help people and it'll, it'll spread on its own. But I'm also like, that's what it's referring to. It's like, come on, you have to, you have to follow through, be vulnerable, put yourself out there again and again. Right. Okay. And then the second card, can you remind me? Yeah. The seven. No, the seven, seven of, of wands. wands. Okay. Literally I'm so introverted and I have to protect my energy. And like Leah knows this as my roommate, I have to be like alone in my room so much. And, um, I recently made a big decision to do that to protect my energy even more. So that was spot on. And then the last one, the lovers, I just had an incredible three way and like (laughs) with a man and a woman and it was safe and consensual and, and comfortable and hot and, and in, okay. So here, here come the parallels in that night of the three way, I was sitting there and I was like, should I fucking pull from this tarot deck right now? And I pictured like, I'm going to get the lover's card, but then I didn't pull. And now you pulled it for me. There it is. <laughs> you were, you were having a vision of the future. baby. Yes. Okay. So then back out so in reverse on the parallels. So you had the bird's nest fall mm-hmm. literally today. I'm sitting in my partner's house alone 
and a giant plant falls right where I just was above the AC. I changed the AC. Oh my God. The string that was hooked to the hook on the ceiling just frayed. And the plant just, and I just watched oh. it fall. And then I texted him a video of my fucking face, like, oh so shocked. I have to tell you something, because I have a parallel to your parallel. <laughs> Holy shit! So, yesterday, and I don't even really know, like, this came out of nowhere. I, like, went and got in the shower. And as soon as I got in the shower, like, I hear this huge boom, like, something exploded. And I, like, walk out, I go in my kitchen, and like the the like glass that covers the light uh-huh. had just fallen and like shattered everywhere, and I was like, "Okay, like, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? Like, how did that happen? It was so weird." Do you feel like these happened at times when you were having spiritual awakenings or like big um, up leveling in your life? So I feel like yeah. So I do feel like a lot of these kind of things happen when we're like going through an expansion, um, or our energy is shifting in some way. And I think that a lot of times it's because we sort of live in this, um, almost like an energetic framework. And so when there's a part of us that's changing or evolving or healing or whatever, like whatever's manipulating or happening in that energetic field, it obviously, we see results of it outwardly. Now, for me, I also am very aware of the energies that I am interacting with. So like this apartment that I'm in, I just moved in here like a month ago. So I feel like I'm still acquainting myself with the spirit of this place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, to me, that's a relationship. Like you have to court the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. And, and it's because your space becomes a, a part of or an extension of your energy. And so, yeah, like if you're, if you're up leveling, if you're evolving, if you're transforming in some way, then that space is going to be a part of that process. And so Mm -hmm. that to me is what that experience was. Um, But I have like, I have so many stories about things like that in particular. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Wait, dude, I do too. How? Okay. Well, and I also noticed outside perspective parallel, your wrist is a sword, right? Yep. And that was one of the cards that you pulled. Yeah, yeah, which is very much so. Mm -hmm. And I have a little moon next to it. Um, Are you a reflector? Human design type? Yeah, I am. No, actually, I'm a projector. (gasps) Me too. (gasps) Yes, but you know, I remember my friend, um, she owns this really amazing boutique. And um, she's really into human design, just randomly started doing this. And she told me I'm a projector, but she was like, surprised i think she thought that i would be a reflector okay maybe 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 something happened with your birth certificate because i'm like maybe you sound like one (laughs) but also you know air sign which is because i am too we're very mutable and and adaptable and Mm. i think that might be the projector trait as well Mm. i think that's part of yeah and you know i also and i just thought about this i had not thought about this till you asked that um when i was I was like in the seventh grade and I had this wild art teacher who was like one of my mentors. Like she, she would like have a, I I'm from tiny middle of nowhere, like Bible belt, Ohio. Oh my God. Which, I'm from Ohio. Really? Ah! Um, Northeast Cleveland, uh, okay. Avon Lake, the town. I'm, so I'm no, I'm, so I'm from, I've heard of it, but I'm oh. from South. I'm from the Southern part of Ohio. So I'm from, I live in Cincinnati Um, But I'm from a little town called Ripley, Ohio, which is like actually a really historical town. It's part of the Underground Railroad and lots of really mystical things Mm. happen there. Um, Um, My town was part of the Underground Railroad, too. And it was the last stop because my town's on Lake Erie. And so then you would take a boat. See, my town was the first stop. That's wild. I told you I felt a connection. That is wild. Yes, because where I'm from is right on the Ohio River. So it's the border of Kentucky and Ohio. So (laughs) they would cross. I know, isn't that wild? (laughs) Whoa. So, so many wild things. So when I was in the seventh grade, I, my house was burned down and I had to transfer school. So I went to another school for half a year. It was the only time I ever went to a different school in my like 
you know, elementary high school experience, but I had this wild teacher who like was my art teacher and she would have us listening to like Hare Krishna music and like, you know, we'd be like drinking ginger tea in class and she'd be like, whatever you want to create, just create it as long as you're creating its art. And so she was a very big influence on me. Um, I always joke I have a mother everywhere (laughs) because she was one of them. And I remember one time she said to me, we, she became like a family friend. So this was a couple years later, I think. And she was like, your name, Shaheen Miro, it means shiny mirror. And I was like, what? And she was like, that's what it means. It's because you're meant to reflect things. And I've forgotten that she had said that. Okay, Shaheen, so, you have to confirm. You have to go yeah. online and like confirm what your type is because maybe <laughs> I know. And also, wait, Shaheen, you wrote a book about the moon, and uh, reflectors are the moon children. Like, mm. like the other ones are yeah. sun. Yeah. And I'm not a I'm not a sun baby. I'm a I'm a moon. I love the moon. <laughs> moon I'm like. I'm like over here, like I'm typing human design into my computer so that I remember to look it up. Great. Okay. Well, there's one last parallel. So when you described the beginning of your story with the birds, how you found the card. So yeah. only a few days ago, I threw a bunch of tarot cards in the air for a sketch, comedy sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I love that. But as I was crawling around, picking them up after, I had this sense of like, oh no, what if I don't pick up all the cards? And then I was like told, well, then you'll find one when you need to, mm-hmm. if you find one laying around. I but that never happened that. to me. And like, it happened to you. <laughs> so was it, so, I love this. So was were all of the cards there when So afterwards? I think so. I think so, yeah, because I looked around and I didn't see any. So let me tell you another story about cards going yes. missing. So I this was before no. This is a deck, this is a card from my deck. It's called um the lilies, which is all about like self-care and you know, just like getting in your own vibe. And I had lost the card from this deck. I could not find it anywhere for weeks. And I looked everywhere. I looked at the deck a million times. I looked in my bag. I looked everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was just like, I let it go. I was like, all right, like what, what are the lilies trying to tell me? Like maybe they needed to take a trip. I don't know. <laughs> and then one day I like pulled a deck out and it it's in the deck. It was there. And I'm like, this card has been gone for like three weeks what? and I've looked at this deck 500 million times and it what? was not there. And I believe you. <laughs> but like, what do you think happened? Were you just not aware of it or you think it truly just like walked itself back in the door, um, back from the trip? You know, I think that, I don't know. I think it could be either or. I mean, science tells us that our brain will sometimes not recognize things like it literally won't see something for whatever reason like either Mm -hmm. we don't want to see it or we can't see it you know that's why people like misplace their keys and things Mm -hmm. like that um but then I also you know I believe in like more quantum physics type of things where I think that we have different timelines and um so I don't know, like, but regardless, like I, it was gone for three weeks and then suddenly it appeared in the stack. And, um, but you know, I do remember, I think the guy I was dating at the time, I think I made him look through the deck multiple times too. And it's like, <gasps> is this card in here? And he didn't find it either. So okay. I don't know, but maybe, maybe it was a group hallucination. I don't know. Uh, wow. Well, honestly, I'm like, <sighs> I circle around my, my like beliefs, like they're changing, you know, I'm always like, Mm -hmm. I know that we don't know. And I know that anyone who tries to tell me they know is ignorant. Right. Um, Right. But, but what I've been ruminating on lately is still like a matrix type. I I mean, when I was talking about the Twilight Zone in the beginning, I I really do believe that. I know. And it it reminded me of Truman Show, too. Like, Mm. the Truman Show, like, what are we in? I don't know. Like, there are weird moments. How can we know? We can't know. Well, and you know, I think that, um, so I do think that we have, I, I don't, I don't ever really talk about this that much cause it might be like a little too far out for people, but I do think that we have 
there are these sort of like other quantum layers or something. And I feel like we are much more aware of them now because I think that vibrationally things have sped up. That's why I also Mm. think that people, you know, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, you could go to a a reader, you could get a reading and they could make very, um, very clear predictions. And I think for some people that can still happen, but we live in a different paradigm now. And so the moment that you find something out in a reading, it already shifts the like timeline that you're on, I think. And so that's why I feel like working with um, tarot or with oracles or with intuition is less about making a prediction and more about giving you more awareness so that you can create more coherent and aligned um, decision or yeah, or an experience really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's different than it was like even 20 years ago. And I also think that there are just very superficially two groups of people. There are people who are like on the other side of the paradigm who are like, hell yeah, like I've been doing this. Like, why are y'all holding me back over here? Then there are people who are like fighting against that paradigm who are like digging their feet in the ground. And those are the people who, I mean, we see it in lots of different ways in the social chaos, the Mm -hmm. political chaos, the um, health crisis, you know, that we see in lots of, Mm -hmm. you know, different forms. And then there are people who are like kind of on the edge of it. You know, they're like, they're sort of like moving with it and they're just kind of, they're finding things out, like they're very open. And I think a lot of people who are like more our age, um, so, I mean, even like what's the millennials, what are the people under us? Gen Z. Or, yeah, Gen Z, is that what they are? Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> yeah. Those, those people are a little bit more, like they're, they're more, not all of them, but a lot of them are more on the other side of this as yes, well. Yes, that's what I feel too. The youth. Yeah. The youth. Yes, the youth. Are like, crushing. <laughs> we say that, like, we're like, not. Yes. They're ahead of <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but you know what's so crazy is I work with people who are younger now. Like, it used to be that my clients, and I've, I've been doing readings professionally since I was like 13. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> like, I had, and I still have clients that started coming to me when I was 13. And, you know, like, they're in their, like, 60s and 70s now and they you know and it's like oh my god like I'm I was like talking to them about things that I had not experienced in my own like actual life um but oh what I was going to say is now I've been working with a lot of younger people and like younger people don't even need explanation like they're not looking for like empirical evidence or like proof they're just like yeah that's the way it is like cool like things just make sense to them in a way where it's just like it's it almost feels like whole brain to me like it feels it reminds me of when I was in um when I was in design school I I and I am around I have a lot of friends who still work in like the arts and in design and um and I still do some like freelance work in um in like photo styling and so people who were like in that creative space, what I always found was that they kind of walked that middle line where it's like, you can be logical, you can be analytical, you can be grounded in reality, but you also are still be very in touch with your creative side and Mm. the two sort of dance together Mm. versus like being one or the other. Is that what you mean by whole brain? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because, you know, I think that a lot of people tend to be in, especially in our society, tend to be um, more left brain, so more logical, analytical, mm-hmm. or the way I actually talk about it is our solar self and then our lunar self. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and so, Last you know, our lunar feminine. self. Yin yeah. Yin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes. And, but I think that for a lot of people understanding that we have those two sides of us and that it's not, one's not better than the other, but they work together. Uh So also light and dark, good and evil. It's like good people do bad things. Bad people do good things. World is complex. Yeah. It's the world is so complex. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's part of why we're moving into this 
strange time where so many facades are coming undone Mm -hmm. and we're starting to see that we're starting to see light and shadow in places Mm -hmm. where we didn't see them before. Oh my God. I see the whole world in a high contrast picture now. I'm like, it is so clear. You guys, it's like, how can you even pretend like it's not clear? It's so interesting. So in, for example, like it just came out, um, and I won't name any names, but there's a person where I'm from that it's very well known as a healer who owned a store. And, um, this person is just charged with all of these like rape charges. And this has been going on for like years and was like drugging people when they would go to a a healing session. Mm -hmm. And what was really weird to me is I had always felt very repelled by this person. Like I kept my distance, but I also wasn't in danger because it was women that Mm -hmm. this person was preying on. Mm -hmm. He was preying on. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just so weird to me because I thought, God, like, I don't know how many people, friends who were like, oh my gosh, you got to get to know this person. You got to go to their classes. You got to just like, no. And then this came out and I'm like, how did this exist right here? And so many people either didn't see it or didn't want to see it. Mm -hmm. And like this person is someone who positioned themselves as a healer to heal people and was actually harming them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you see that so often. And then on the other side of it, mm-hmm. you know, like I have like my um, primary care doctor, you know, she's just like a regular primary care doctor. She is like one of my favorite people. And I feel like <laughs> she is so healing and so soulful. And like anytime, mm-hmm. like I have to go in for something, like she will like give me a hug. Like mm-hmm. she, you know, she like, I just, you know, and I'm like, there is, you can tell, Mm -hmm. right. And it's like, these things exist in all places. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the paradigm now is to see the contrast and decide for yourself and yeah. And decide for yourself, but also learn to, um, use all sides of it. That's why I think the moon is so fascinating Mm. because the moon goes through all of these phases Uh where there is a light and dark and it's not necessarily good or bad, but it, it allows you to see multiple facets of it. Mm. So, um, and like consistently inconsistent, that's how life is and that's Mm. not what's promoted, but it's Mm. okay to be consistently inconsistent. Mm. It's okay to always be like going through phases. Yeah, exactly. For listeners, your book is called Lunar Alchemy, Everyday Moon Magic to Transform Your Life. So let's talk about your book. How, how did it come into life and how long have you been practicing like honoring the moon? So I've, I grew up in a household where we've always worked with the moon. Um, my mom, like she would always like one of our just ways of like hanging out and bonding is we would go out during the full moon usually. Um, and we would light candles and we would just spend time like outside in the garden, just hanging out. And, um, yeah. And so I, I always have felt this very strong connection with the moon and, I mean, if you look at so many different uh, creative people world, or just in music or um, just art in general, the moon tends to be the sort of uh, archetype that speaks to people that mm-hmm. are in that sort of place. And so I don't know, the moon just has always been a very um, powerful source for me, but my way of working with the moon was always much more holistic or much more like natural. It really Mm -hmm. didn't have anything to do with like the astrological phases or really getting stuck on these hard, fast rules. It really had to do with developing this relationship with what you see and what you feel. Mm -hmm. And so even now, like one of my main ways of working with the moon is I can always tell like what the, not what the exact phase is, but I can always get this sense of the moon shifting. And even like my mom and I, like we have conversations in that way. Like, you mm. know, the moon is moving into the space and these things have been happening. And, um, and so it just became this way of being very aware of 
myself. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I always describe it is the moon is not only an energetic platform that we can use because she is a body of energy that has influence on us and, you know, our planet. Um, But it's also a metaphor for what we do ourselves with our own energy and our magic and how we embody this aspects of us. Mm -hmm. And so something that I talk about in the book that I think is a little bit difficult to convey, but hopefully people find it through the practices is that there is the actual moon phase. And then there's your phase that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And at times they can intersect, but at times they might not. And that's okay. But it's really about understanding what that phase invites you into and how to work with just in a very simple way, your ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's, that's and just, how it started. Uh, <laughs> um, just to give listeners a taste, there's a couple of pages I marked in here. The bath rituals we love. You've I written. Love bath rituals. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do. I love baths. Um, yeah, you wrote different kinds of baths and how to like set up the ritual and perform it, which is so cool. Um, and then I like the breakdown of like full moon and what that means in each moon phase. Mm-hmm. We'll be using yeah. it. Yes. Well, yeah. and you know, something that I really tried to emphasize in the book was less about this is a spell that you have to do and more like here is a framework. Here's how I would do it. And you can rip off of that however you want. So Mm -hmm. I I think I talk in multiple areas, like magic is really an art form. And, you know, I I mean, both of you have an understanding of that because Mm -hmm. you guys work in entertainment, right? Like Mm -hmm. you you guys both work in comedy or is it? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, you understand like that there's not one way to do something. Mm -hmm, It's really about how you feel called to do it. And that's how magic works. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel aligned with that, then it's not going to be as effective. So I really Mm -hmm. tried to create sort of a platform for people and, you know, give little ideas for people to like riff off of if they wanted to. And, um, and another thing that I also tried to do was really emphasize that, magic and working with different like materia is a relationship. So I don't spell this out, but if you go through each moon phase, you're invited into a different um, element. So like you're invited into working with like um, salt and you're invited into working with a crystal and you're invited into Mm. working with water. And really it's because these are sort of the building blocks of magic And if you understand how to work with those ceremonial tools as more than just a tool, but as a, almost an entity or a being, Mm. then magic can be whatever you want it to be, you know? So that's my approach. It's really like trying to create relationship, I think is, Mm -hmm. is what the book is all about. Creating relationship with your inner world and the world around you Mm -hmm. through the moon and other things as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Oof. Our little calendar in the sky. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'm wondering if you could give us a reading for the collective from your deck. I would love to. Either deck. So, you know, I don't I don't have the Lunar Nomad Oracle here okay. in my office. Okay. Um, and I was just thinking of that. Um, <laughs> but we'll use the Uncommon Tarot again. Great. And so let me say that, because I know a lot of people have asked me about this, if they have found out about Lunar Alchemy and they see other things I've written, um, the Lunar Nomad Oracle is not necessarily a companion book to Lunar Alchemy, but it does talk about the same concept of the lunar self and how to work with that side of yourself. So it is something that, you know, can go along with it, but it doesn't have to be. Got it. Mm, so a reading for the collective. I like to do a body, mind, spirit spread. Okay. And yeah, and the way that I look at this um, might be a little bit different than how some people look at body, mind, spirit. And this has sort of evolved as time has gone on. But I think of body as being the external 
point of focus, the things that are happening in our environment, not just to the physical body, the things that are happening around Mm -hmm. us and that are influencing us. And I think of mind as being our internal point of focus. So where our energy is going and our thoughts and our feelings. And then spirit is sort of that deeper message. Like what is your inner wisdom trying to convey to you? So (laughs) you're going to love this. Yes. And you just saw me shuffle these. Yeah. So what do we got? I knew we were going to The first go. card is the moon. Oh, oh my God. God. So body card. And so this was reversed, but I'm turning it. So, you know, the thing that I'm feeling right now with this is collectively, this is a really good time to really do what we've been talking about, looking at your inner sort of phase, your ebb and flow, mm-hmm. where your energy is going and how that is um, either being fed or even being um, sort of, what's the word I'm looking for, like stifled by the things that are happening around you. And I also think that it's important for people to hear that with you know the pandemic and all this craziness that's happening, that it too, just like everything else, is a phase. It's not going mm-hmm. to be forever what happens on the other side of this we don't really know yet and it might our lives might look very different but the chaos that we feel right now isn't going to be forever so this to me is saying that what's happening around us is really asking us to go inward and to reflect on how do we move through the world how do we Mm. add to that collective energy Mm. And I would also say, you know, like, look at, look at the moon, like, look at the moon phases and see, like, chart those for yourself. You know, you mm-hmm. can ask yourself on each phase, like, what do I feel right now? Like, what, what is it that I'm wanting to do or not do? And that's just a very simple way of noticing mm-hmm. how your energy wants to come out into the world. Mm-hmm. Look out at the moon and check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Check in, baby. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> The second card is the two of wands. And, you know, I love this card because if you look here, he's sitting on the world. He's sitting on the planet. And so I always think of these two wands as being a doorway and we're sort of looking out and we're asking ourselves, okay, well, what is it that I want to do? And so I think a lot of people right now are really reflecting on where do I want to go? How do I want to show up? Where do I want to be? And I think in a lot of ways, which is kind of funny that this is coming up in this card, Mm -hmm. um, I think in a lot of ways it has to do with where people are physically located. I think people are really reconsidering that. And I I think it has to do with um, (laughs) what I was talking about in the beginning where we are connected to the energy of our place. And not only are we connected with the immediate energy of our place, but we're connected with the um, ancestral energy Mm. of that space. And so you are part of the healing, the evolution, the shadow work of the space that you occupy just as much as your own stuff. And so I think that people are feeling that and they're being Mm. called to different places. So, so I just actually moved myself. Like Mm -hmm. I lived in Colorado for the past year and then when everything happened with the pandemic it was like oh like I should I'm starting graduate school and I felt like I needed to be closer to my mom and everything just sort of like lined up in in the weirdest way Mm. so I was like all right well I don't I don't question I just was like I'm going I just do yes and he was sitting he was sitting alone which for body you said is like going within and he was like on top of the world with just himself and that's Mm. how isolation and quarantine is and Mm. you should go within Mm. another thing I love that you brought that up because often when I see this card um I'll think of because the world is here I think of the world wide web like the internet Mm -hmm. and so I think a lot of people are learning to cultivate community online in a way that we haven't before, which is also part of this time that we're in. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know the astrology of this, but I know that we're, there are a lot of astrological aspects that are happening right now that um, correlate to when the great depression happened Mm. and which is all about us shifting and changing our way of commerce, money, business, and you know, all of those types of things. And I feel like, 
that's a big part of what this isolation is shifting mm. us into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it is a collective experience. Okay, so this third card is also reversed. Um, and this is the spirit card. And this is the 10 of swords. And I'm going to turn it right side up so the energy moves. If you look here, this is the person's back. Mm. And there are 10 swords, you know, which mm. can be a very painful card. But there are these flowers that are blooming butterflies at the from top. this. And butterflies. So it is all about transformation. And again, mm. I think this goes along with this whole idea that this is a time that can be very painful and feel very damaging for a lot of people. But it's also a time where our wounds are going mm. to give us gifts. It's going to make us stronger. Actually, there's a quote in the book, and I think it's a Rumi quote. Um, and it's the uh, crack is the place where the light gets. Mm-hmm. And um, and I always love that idea that our our wounds and our fractures and our fragments they're a place where either the light can get in or maybe it can get out. I don't know. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really yeah. I think it's really important for us to hear that right now. That as much as we might feel um, damaged or we might feel you know chaotic or we might feel like we're sort of treading into those shadowy places with everything that's happening Mm. because I think collectively a lot's happening, but it's also bringing a lot up personally for people. It doesn't mean that you have fucked up or you've done something wrong or, you know, you're like on the wrong path. I think a lot of people are feeling that way Mm. and it doesn't mean that it means that you're evolving and that's what those butterflies are like Mm. growth. And spiritual awakening and transformation is not pretty and glamorous. It's usually really wild. And I think a message that I've been getting for everyone right now is that our, um, like the path that we're on, even if something doesn't feel good, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we try to like spiritually bypass, I guess you could say, by saying, oh, well, that doesn't feel good. So it must be wrong or that's not working. So I must not be meant to do it. Mm. And I think that we're being pushed across that threshold right now. This is so on the nose specifically for today. Um, for me, because I'm taking Deepak Chopra's 21 day abundance, like meditation Mm. program. And it feels like every day the lesson lines up exactly what (laughs) happens in my day. Um, And the video that I watched today was about Dharma. And it tells the story about this butterfly that was trying to break out of a cocoon. Couldn't break out. So then this woman felt bad and like cut the cocoon to let the, the butterfly out. Butterfly comes out, has a huge body and tiny shriveled wings he could never he or she could never fly because they didn't go through the struggle of like pushing through the cocoon that's actually what pushes the fluid from the body to make the body smaller so that it fills out the wings like god or universe or whatever created this tiny little thing that's so perfect and it literally has to go through the struggle of being born in order to fully live oh my god that i gotta put my soul hand up that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is just so powerful. And like, all this how? talk of butterflies and like, yeah, oh, yes. Such a beautiful like lesson. It. My my one of my best friends, Jenny, she also, she always says when people have these like synchronicities like this that we're cycling up. <laughs> and we've been cycling up so hard today, you guys. Yes. I, I love this. Yes. I feel like what a beautiful layer to that message. Mm. And I, I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that. And it's such a good reminder that we have to go through our struggles. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people, like we need, we need to be reminded of that right yes. now. It, yes. it can sound right. Like it can sound so simple and even trite mm-hmm. sometimes like you got to go through hard times or, you know, like you'll be stronger on the other side of this, mm-hmm. but it really is true. And mm-hmm. it's really um, that contrast to use like your word or your perspective of this. It creates such a, um, such a beautiful environment for us to evolve because without mm-hmm. it, without contrast, everything would just turn like brown. Yes. <laughs> just be yeah. like, oh, yes. blah. We need, we need a little bit 
Mm-hmm. The color's got to bleed sometimes. Yeah. The strength comes right. from the struggle. Mm. And like... Got to break down to break through, baby. Yes, baby. You got to break down to break through. Mm-hmm. And like, yes. yeah, I mean, we're cycling up. Diamonds are forged under pressure. All, all the things, mm. all the phrases. All of it. All these cliches are, <laughs> are little, true. They're true, and they are these homespun wisdoms are. Yes. Yes. And here's the thing: I also think that's important right now is that we can get so caught in all of these like really heady sort of things, or we can make things really complex. But when we just um, I think allow ourselves to have the experience that's Mm. happening in front of us and allow that to move us. Mm. So many big magical things can happen. And that again is why I love working with the moon. And that's why I really like wanted to go through this process of Mm. writing about it with these different, you know, the different phases. And actually I want to say something too, that I think correlates with all of this. I started, and I don't know if any, if you notice this in the book, I start with the waning moon, which mm. a lot of people do not start with the waning moon because it's sort of the end of the moon cycle. But I start with that phase because I think it's so important to know what we're releasing, what we're letting go of. It's so important to understand that sort of dark, ambiguous place that mm. we all have to move into in order to emerge, you know, we have to like go into the cocoon to come back out. Yes. And so that's how I think of the waning moon. And for me, it's such an important distinction with moon magic that you have to do that more inward shadow type of work first Mm -hmm. before you can start, you know, like writing your affirmations on a card on the new moon and just like hoping that they come into play. I think that's a beautiful practice, but (laughs) the question always is, why haven't you already manifested that thing before? And that's where getting into this, you know, sort of like the more uncomfortable stuff Mm. is so eye-opening for people. Mm -hmm. You gotta like clear the toilet out, like, like get the shit out of the toilet. You you really do. I don't know. (laughs) If you want to be able to use it to its full power. Like it can't be bad as shit. Okay. Gotta clean that bowl. We but love, you know like, we love a toilet. <laughs> yeah. <No>, it's not <laughs> shit. Um, your book and your deck. Um, where can people find them and you? So people can find my book and deck and all about me on my website, which is shaheenmiroinsights.com, or you can go to shaheenmiro.com. Go to the same place. And um, I'm also on Instagram. My handle is shaheenthedream, and I love Instagram. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've not been doing as much there lately as I would like, but you know, quarantine. So Mm -hmm. COVID got to just got to roll with it. Um, But those are my two places that you can find me. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook. And is there anywhere else to be? I'm probably there too. (laughs) Um, But those are the places to find me. And I love to hear from people. So like, leave me a comment, send me a DM, like reach out. I love hearing from people and I love answering questions. So let's connect. I love it. Well, I have one more question for you then. Um, What is your basic blessing for the day? We're all going to say what we're grateful for today. Mm, What I'm grateful for today. You know what I'm grateful for today? I am grateful for, I had a massage today. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful Mm. for that. And just like connecting with my body. I felt like Mm. I needed it. Mm. I'm grateful to you listening right now. (laughs) Did I give you goosebumps? (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) But seriously, so grateful for you listening. Thank you. Yeah, our listeners are the best. Yeah, I'm grateful for clean drinking and bathing water. It's really that simple sometimes. Mm, Amen to that. I Mm. think about that a lot, actually. Yeah. Great ditto. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Shaheen. I feel like we can still talk for hours. I know. This is like a sleepover. (laughs) We could. Well, if you guys ever want to chat again, let me know. 
Witches, this show is made possible by listeners like you who contribute on our Patreon. If you want to join the Basic Witches Coven, become a patron. And as a thank you for your support, we'll give you all kinds of witchy goodness, like card readings and custom art. We'll see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic Witches.